Hello friend, how are you today? Welcome to Crumbling Walls with me, with Raquel, the podcast where we invite real stories, we dig deeper into trauma and we grow together. And today, today I wanted to talk about this concept of the light and darkness or light and shadows. And this concept makes reference to, on one hand, we have the lights, which both in spirituality and just in general society would be considered the positive emotions. So love, um, joy, happiness, etc. And then on the other hand, we have the shadows or the darkness, so the negative emotions. So fear, shame, anger, etc. And I... I wanted to bring this conversation. First, I wanted to say that both are as important as each other. We need both light and darkness in our lives. They're both sides of the same coin. And I really like this analogy where in order to be able to see this, the stars, we need the dark night sky. And, you know, we have life. We have death. Nature is at the same time beauty, but it, it's also destructive and we need both. We need both. And another example I can think of is that, <clears throat> you know, I used to, I was born in Barcelona and as you can imagine, it is pretty sunny. <laughs> so, you know, I never appreciated the sun. I never appreciated a nice day because I knew that the day after was going to be nice too. So... Um, I didn't start appreciating the sun until I moved to the UK where, hey, it's not that sunny. And then when uh, we get a really nice sunny day, I'm like, wow, this is so beautiful. And especially in the spring when everything's green and the flowers are out. And, you know, that's only possible because of the clouds, because of the rain. So, you know, that was the first thought that I wanted to bring in and that is you know don't be afraid of the shadows don't be afraid of the negative emotions don't try to erase them because they're natural they're natural and we need them and it's human to have them so if you feel them yeah you're human you're human so from there I would like to tell you a little bit more about um how I experienced this because I obviously, you know, grew up and I didn't really get into my emotions too much. My mom was more emotional and more negative and my dad was the positive one. And it was like, well, think positive, think positive and, um, you know, you see things in a better light and you get less sad and stuff like that. So I adopted that kind of mentality that positivity and you know it did work and later on when I was maybe 19 and 20 and I started going into more spiritual psychological topics I read uh, the power of now about being present in the moment I read a psychology book about uh, cognitive therapy which is about how your thoughts create your emotions and how negative, terrible, like, thoughts, like, oh my god, this is going to be terrible, they're going to kick me out, or I'm going to lose my job, how those thoughts is what creates, you know, 
the anxiety, the fear, the sadness, the anger. But, you know, that was useful at the time. And I started with this kind of, and I think a lot of people does this when they start this journey, of starting on the positives. Things that makes us feel better, you know? And I think it helps for a while. It's like, well, I want these good things in my life, so I'm going to leave all these good, you know, emotions, talk to me positively, try to be in the present moment. And, you know, I did that for a while, for years. And then I noticed when I moved to the UK, the first years of living here, which I was maybe like 23, 24, towards 25, those years, you know, I still had good times, don't get me wrong, um, but I did start noticing things. I started noticing that I was suffering more social anxiety than ever before. I also had bouts of depression where I just would numb, get numb uh, or numb myself with like TV or my phone or even weed and, you know, try to not think and also I was getting anxious, anxious, depressed. I was also getting, has this ever happened to you when you get, uh, you know, you've, you arise, something's happened and you're like, oh, it's okay, that's, that's not too bad, la la la. And then suddenly something really stupid happens and that's like the last straw and then you, the monster comes out, you know, and that's, Basically, that's all that trapped emotion that you didn't allow yourself to express in the moment. And you were just convinced yourself that it was fine. Until it's not fine. And then it's like, the monster comes out. (laughs) So, you know, that happened. That happened to me. And, you know, you do feel better after you have these kind of bouts because you release that emotion. But it's not the healthiest way of doing it. You know, it tends to be directed at somebody and it's, it's not the healthiest way of doing it. So I was having that too. And, you know, I was still going out and enjoying going for walks, enjoying the present and, you know, making efforts to not use my phone in the bus so I could appreciate being in the moment. And, you know, I was enjoying these things a lot. Like I was able to enjoy the highs more than before because of being present in the moment, the positivities, etc. But I wasn't dealing well with the lows and with just the general being me, you know. I also had a lot of uh, procrastination where I wanted to do things or start routines and I would find myself procrastinating, you know. And at the time, and like most people think that that's laziness, you know, that it's just a lack of will or a lack of purpose. But actually it's not. Procrastination comes because there's some hidden emotion. And usually I found in my case at least is fear. My procrastination, I realized later on, came from the fear of not doing things well enough, not being perfect enough, not being good enough, being rejected, etc. etc. So, you know, that's how all this hidden emotions and also emotions from my past that I had not processed as a kid were like lingering and affecting me in that moment, you know? Then after that, I moved to Bristol and funnily enough, despite there was COVID and lockdown, that was kind of the time where I started getting better, 
in a way. Of course, you know, I couldn't see my family because I was in the UK, they were in Spain, and I could not, I was working all, all, all throughout lockdown, so it was quite a stressful time too, but I also started digging deeper into myself, understanding myself better. And I think all started when I read The Artist Way, which I strongly recommend, even if you don't think you're an artist or a creative, because it actually put into perspective some concepts, especially imperfection and fears and shames. And it does ask you to dig a little bit deeper into why these things happen and to start writing. Writing, remember that. And so I started writing, I also started painting, and I started understanding why I was doing things that, or why I was reacting the way I was doing to certain things. And, you know, time went through, I kept painting, through painting I was expressing also certain moments in my life, and then certain traumas that I was kind of like getting to know more about, and getting to know how they affected me in the present moment. So, you know, arts definitely had a big role in it. And, you know, being able, allowing myself to feel these shadows and this fear and darkness, you know, shame, all of these things, allowing myself to feel them, the ones from the moment and the ones that came from the past, allowed me to kind of get to know them, get to know why they were there and get to know also how to move through them because it's not about getting rid of them it's not like oh if I feel my fear then I'll get rid of it forever no it's not that and ignoring it won't work neither <laughs> as I was saying you would just bring other things such as depression anxiety procrastination so for me it was getting to know those parts of myself being at peace with those parts of myself allowed me to then move through them so when they come back now and you know they do come back and yeah sometimes they affect me for you know and I'm like I get lost into it like everybody I'm, I'm human but I'm much more capable now of recognizing it and being like oh wait this is what it is and I'm gonna move through it or I'm gonna do something to to move it which we will get to at the end, I do want to talk about what things served me and helped me, okay? And, you know, the interesting thing about this podcast, I think, is that we will invite more people, and I have some people that are already confirmed, yay! And, you know, you're going to hear not only my story, but their stories and how they have dealt with their emotions, with their trauma, with their lives, okay? So I'm very looking forward to that, yay! But anyway, today, as, as I mentioned, we've gone through my story and I have a little list. So I wanted to talk also about some kind of steps that I was thinking about and it kind of came to me and I thought it could be really useful. It could have been really useful for me when I was at that point in, in that numbness. So what I see is that, you know, anxiety and depression... Um, they are usually a sign that there's other emotions that we're ignoring and, you know, they're also a consequence of a, of a stress response. So when we're in a stress response, you know, we don't, 
it's not conscious. You don't choose to be depressed or to be anxious. It's usually a consequence of something that our brain doesn't feel capable to deal with. So, and you know, it's always overwhelming. So for example, in my case, I tend to numb. And I think it's when I don't know how I feel and, and I feel negative emotions, I just tended to numb because I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how, what, what it was. I didn't know sometimes what the emotion was or how to deal with it. Or I've seen it, for example, in my partner, he had something hard going on last year and, you know, he obviously was feeling sad about that, but he was finding lots of different little things, the, more, the stupidest things that were causing him anxiety. You know, and it was him that said, I think I'm just using all these little things and all this anxiety to kind of cover up the fact that I'm so worried about this other thing. So, <clears throat> you know, there are stress responses. And, you know, first, you need to be aware you're in it. So, for example, my grandma, she apparently has had anxiety all her life. She was telling me last time I saw her. And... She gets these panic attacks and she's like, oh my God, something, I feel something in my chest and and I feel weird. And she cannot identify that is that anxiety, that is that panic attack again, (laughs) despite this happened so many times. So you need to be aware you're in that stressful moment, you're in that depression, anxiety or whatever way it takes for you that you're in that stress response. That was the first thing, awareness. The second thing, once you know, you know, where you're at, is getting out of it. I'm not saying getting out of your depression right now, because, you know, I'm not magical. (laughs) And it's difficult. But if you're in that moment where you're numb or you're feeling stressed, um, find something to do right now to get out of it. For me, what works really well is going for walks going for walks in nature and I usually just pay attention to what's around me you know like the trees and the leaves and how beautiful everything is and kind of bring myself to the moment to the present so that really really helps me I think walking is probably my favorite one especially in nature but other things that can help me that are really simple is just having a shower or a bath if you're feeling low or putting some music on putting some music on and it it kind of immediately changes the vibe and changes the emotions going on. So those are really simple ways of kind of getting a little bit, getting like a foot out, you know, getting a foot out of it. So then you can start wondering. Um, Because, you know, the thing is you cannot start wondering about where your fears and your feelings come from until you're a little bit out of that stress mode. It's like saying, you know, if you were, if a lion was after you and, you know, you wouldn't stop to wonder about, is it really going to kill me? Is my fear um, in my belly or do I feel it in my chest? No, you just run because it's going to kill you. Do you know what I mean? So you're in that same stress response and you can't start feeling or analyzing your feelings. You're not feeling in that moment. You're just reacting. You're just reacting. So we need to get out of it a little bit. And, you know, for these, you need to find what works for you because we're all different. And as I was saying, for me, a walk or a shower could work really well. 
Um, if I'm a bit in the mood, maybe dancing would work great. But sometimes, you know, when you're on the sofa feeling depressed, it's not the easiest thing to do. But maybe if I'm anxious, then yeah, shaking, you know, shaking can be really helpful. Tapping, um, breathing, meditation, writing, dancing, um, baking. Some people make cakes when they don't feel good. You know, anything that connects you to yourself or to the world around you and that gets you out and moving. It could be cleaning. Mm -hmm. So you need to find what gets you out of that. And then we're going to go into the third phase, which is actually feeling your emotions and processing your emotions and understanding your emotions. And I think this can happen in different orders. And that's why I'm kind of putting them all in like a group. And for example, I sometimes I know I'm sad, but I struggle to like cry or to fully let myself feel that sadness. And I think if you saw my last video, you know it's probably because of my childhood and you know not wanting to look weak. <clears throat> so now I find difficult letting myself cry. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, I you know I'm sad and I know I would, you know, I need to go into that sadness and I'm just kind of in that, in that kind of external bit and I want to just get deeper because I know it will help me. So what I do is I just put music on, really sad music. Classical music is my top, especially Ludovico Inaldi. That's my sad music. That's my sad music. <laughs> So, you know, that's one example of how I knew how I felt and I just needed to express it and let myself feel it. But sometimes it's the other way around. I went to these uh, sound baths about a few days back. It was like the second sound bath I went to and it was like over two hours. It was amazing. And, you know, I was pretty happy when I went there. I was excited about the podcast. And... Um, I didn't think much was going to happen. But, you know, I lied there and the music started and almost immediately I felt emotions and I felt my eyes wanting to cry and they started crying. And initially kind of, I didn't know why they just started, the sadness came out. And then the image of me as a teenager and, you know, trauma that happened at that point, which we will get into at some point, and, you know, I just felt the sadness of that 16-year-old or whatever. And so that's the other thing, you know, sometimes sadness or emotions can be from the moment, from something that just happened. But they can also be stagnant from years and years, you know, from whatever trauma happened. So, yeah, I allow, my, I allow myself to just go with it, you know. And in, that was an example of how I started feeling and I let myself feel something. And then it came to my awareness. Oh, this is what it was about. So I think it can go either way. You know, don't always need to know how you feel to be able to feel. Sometimes you can just let yourself feel. If that makes sense. So, um, yeah, in this third step then, there's things that have helped me a lot. You know, have allowed me to really get into those feelings, to, to feel them, and to also understand myself better. Why, you know, are these feelings happening? Where are they coming? Are they from now? Or are they stagnant in my body from somewhere in the past? 
are these feelings stopping me from moving forward? You know, is this fear stopping me from moving forward? Is this shame stopping me from being more expressive? You know, and and start questioning all these things and start actually feeling those things. So, for me, there was a few things that really, really helped me. And again, this is another thing that you were gonna find. You're gonna have to find what works for you because we're all different. And I know people that you know meditation's been amazing, breath work has been amazing. And, you know, I've tried those, you know, and it helps me and I do do them sometimes because they can be helpful, but they're not, they're not as important in my routine because I found things that I prefer that work for me better. Okay. And, you know, it depends. Do you like to be in stillness? Are you able to quiet your thoughts or are you just like me? a bit hyper and just thinking about things and you know moving and and stuff so you know in my case um I prefer other ways for me creativity has been a great way movement has been amazing community has been essential and rooms have been also it's just what finished the, 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 the whole thing and, and got me even deeper. So um, in terms of creativity, you know, the way I started when, when as I mentioned, I started during lockdown, exploring and expressing, it was writing, actually. I did start painting and painting is what I developed into my art and I started selling. And yes, painting helped me a lot. But I think in a different way. I think through painting, I expressed with the colors, I expressed emotions, then I expressed certain traumas that I worked through. Like I was understanding myself and this was getting out in a form of a painting, but also I was doing poems to them and expressing through poems. And also the main thing is I was journaling about all of this. So journaling has been for me, probably one of the most important things in knowing myself. And I strongly recommend it if you don't do it now. You don't need to do it every day, but I think often enough. And, you know, some days it'll be really boring. And I'll be like, well, today I went to the supermarket and I bought some bread and I went back home and that's it, <laughs> you know? And other days are gonna be happy, like, oh, I feel amazing. I wanna do all these things. And other days, it's just going to be emotion and questioning yourself and getting deeper. And the way I do it is I don't control what I'm going to write. When I write, I don't have an idea of what I'm going to write. I just sit with it. It doesn't need to look any specific way. It's just for you. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't sound, need to sound good. It doesn't even need to make sense. So I just start writing the first word that comes to my head. And then, uh, this, then as I'm word, word, writing that word, another word comes and I just go with it, you know? And I flow with it, like I'm talking now, you know? And if you think you can't do it, you can, because you can talk, you know? And we can communicate and we can express without having thought about what we, we're gonna say. So that allows me to kind of almost talk to my 
subconscious. Sometimes I would put questions there, you know, I like, and then I'll answer. It's like I'm having a conversation with myself. And sometimes when I'm feeling low, you know, I kind of start answering and understanding why am I feeling this way? Where is this coming from? And towards the end, I start feeling better and, and I even can't say good things to myself to then make me feel better, you know? So it's been a game changer. Journaling has been a game changer and, you know, writing in that way, in that flow way. And the same way I would paint also in a flow way. And this is why I'm doing this in a, this kind of flow speaking because I think there's more magic within us than we're aware of. And flow gets these things across, something that the mind could not comprehend or control, really. But anyway, again, take up journaling. It's great writing. Um, but yeah, painting has helped me a lot, as I was saying. Also, dancing which touches with movement. Movement dancing has been um, also very, very, very useful for me. And I'm able to express a lot through movement. It doesn't necessarily need to be dancing, you know. It could just be shaking. It can be um, different types of, like, movement, just movement that feels good. It can be yoga. Dancing specifically, again, maybe it's because I'm a creative person, but I really enjoyed it. Music really makes me feel my emotions and connects me. So dancing and singing have been really important. I, I've i only started um, singing because I felt really blocked before. And I could, didn't feel like I could do it. And slowly I've been able to kind of open, 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 up, up, up. And, you know, and I'm starting to be able to sing in front of people and to allow myself to sing in front of myself. But um, yeah, dancing, again, was the same. I was really blocked and now it's my safe space. So if you think you, there's some things that you can't do, it may not be true. Just saying. Think about it. Journal. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, dancing, especially when I'm angry, it's like that movement. You can't really get the anger out. You can really move it. You can't feel it. And, and that's what we need to do with our emotions. Sit with them also. Move them. And, you know, apart from creativity and movement, community has been a really, really big one too. Community and my sisterhood has helped me express my emotions, even inquire my emotions, you know, because you do these sharing circles and everybody's sharing how they're feeling. And sometimes I remember I was the first one to share and I just said something. And by the time everybody had shared and it arrived to the end, I was like, can I, can I say something else? Because with every like emotional share, I was like, oh wow, yes, I've been feeling it. I've, do you know what I mean? And just seeing myself in these people. So, and, and apart from that, it's helped me also explore dancing, explore singing with them, having somebody that was doing it with me and we've been opening up together exploring our trauma together and it's just been a, a way of pushing me deeper and deeper into this and not being alone when I was doing it and you know seeing that other people is in the same path and then other people has had the same or similar experiences or even if different experiences they still have the similar emotions than you do 
So I would really recommend finding, you know, a community of like-minded individuals and, you know, if there's no communities where you live, you create one or online. There's, there's loads of communities online. Maybe one day I create my community. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. So very, 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 very important. Very important. And last but not least, <laughs> shrooms have been very important, have been probably the last thing that's taken me, you know, even deeper. And I'm not saying you need to have this, you know, you don't, you don't. But they helped me get even deeper into my emotions. And, you know, I've had experiences where I really allow myself to cry. And I realized in that moment how beautiful it was, how beautiful sadness and crying and how warm it felt when you just were in that sad place. And that's weird to say because you think, oh, oh, being angry and being sad is not beautiful. It's, ugh. But it was, it is. It is if you allow yourself to be there. And it also has shown me emotions that I didn't know were stuck in my body, like anger and hate, um, like rage, sacred rage. And I will talk about the experience another time because it was a very powerful experience. And I wasn't aware that I had so much rage inside of me. So, you know, it's, it's been definitely a way through. And the way I've done it has been in a safe space and not as a not for recreation, not for fun, although they're fun too. But you know, it's been more to as a therapy almost, so, and to explore myself. And I've done it most of the times my with my partner and and you know in a, maybe in my house. So it's been I was sure it was safe. And I'm not saying you should do this. But I'm just being honest about what I have done and how that served me. And, you know, I think there's so many ways. There's so many ways. You know, try things. Try things. Try movement. Try community. Try breath work. Try everything. Everything you can. And, you know, the good thing about finding community too is that they have pushed me to try things I never thought I would try. That try things that I didn't believe in. And then I tried them and I was like, wow. I mean, it helped. <laughs> Do you know? I mean, wow, that was amazing. That So be open-minded. Be open-minded and try new things. And you will find what works for you. And just be kind to yourself. It doesn't matter where you're at um, right now. It doesn't matter if you haven't explored any of these or if you're already a specialist. It doesn't matter. You are full and whole as you are. And when we see, say, healing and wounds and light and darkness, it's just ways of understanding. But you are full and complete. You have light and you have darkness. And, you know, they're there both beautifully because, because you're human. And, you know, you don't, you, you're complete. You're not damaged you don't need to, to heal. But then we do have wounds. We do have emotional wounds that we, we drag with us. And we can... We can be more us. We can be more... 
expressive. We can let that fullness out. So I invite you to explore this topic and, you know, let me know where you're at and what's, what's been your experience. I would love to know. As I mentioned always, this is not all about me. It's about all of you and everybody's story. And very, very surely there's going to be people coming in and telling us their stories too. And, you know, of course you're invited to tell us your stories. So, yeah, this is the end of the second episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I would love to hear your thoughts. And, you know, feel free to follow, subscribe. And I'll see you on the next video. Loads of love from me. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, why would I always say it in a weird way? <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>